near Camp Belltown in Argyle there's a wee island called Kara. Kari is what the local folk say. And the local villagers believe that that is the home of the Bruni. He stays on Kara. The island is small and there's only one house on it. There's water on Kara. You can walk down the steps cut out of stone to the Bruni's well, where he is supposed to drink his wee drop water. But otherwise Kara is uninhabited. Now many years ago, a minister, who was a great believer in the Bruni, bought the wee house on Kara, and he and his wife moved out to the island. They lived very happily on Kara, and they took a cow across with them to supply them with milk. The minister loved the island, he set lobster pots and fished, he was quite happy and contented. He had no family, just him and his wife. So the minister had a boat and he used to travel across to Belo Chantui, when he needed to go to Camp Beltone for his messages. In these days it was only a track to Camp Beltown, just a horse track, it was all done by pony and trap. Once a week he had to go across to the mainland to give a service in Camp Beltown. He drove by pony and trap and always took his wife with him when he went. They would row their boat across from Kara, tie it up, borrow a pony and trap from a local farmer and drive to Camp Belltown, do his service in the church and drive back, leave the pony, and trap at the farm and row across to Kara to his house. But one morning it was a beautiful Sunday morning, his cow was about to calf. So he said to his wife, I think we'll take the cow out. Now next to his house was a wee shed where he kept a wee buyer for holding the cow. He took the cow out and said, Poor soul, you're better walking about, it'll help you when you're going to have a calf, you can walk about, for you seem very sick. He let the cow go. He and his wife went down, took the boat, rowed it across, tied the boat up, took the pony and trap from the farmer and drove to Camp Belltown, about 15 miles. It's not far for a horse, a horse will do it in an hour and a half. He did his service in the church, came out of the church, talked to his friends, yoked the horse, and left Camp Belltown. But there came a storm, a terrible time of rain and wind. He said to his wife, come storm or hail or rain, we'll have to get home tonight to carry. But the weather got worse. He drove back the 15 miles to Belo Chantui, then on to Muirsdale. When he came to Muirsdale the weather was still worse. You could hardly see, the rain was battering, the waves were lashing. And his wife turned round to him, husband, we'll never get home tonight to carry. There's no way in the world that we're going to get across, take our own boat across to carry tonight. He says, wife, we'll have to. What about our cow? What's about the wee cow? It's out there itself wandering on the island the night among this rain and sleet. They drove the horse back to the farm, drove up to the house. The old farmer came out and met them. After the horse had been tied up and its harness taken off, the minister came in and had a cup of tea or a dram. The waves were lashing and the boom was coming across from Kara. So the old farmer said to the minister, Look, there's no way in the world you're going to cross that sea tonight, for the peril of your wife's life. But the minister says, What about my wee cow? He said, Does the cow mean more to you than your wife, or your own life? The minister said, Look, the cow's wandering the night, I let her loose before I left. The farmer finally persuaded the minister that there's no way in the world he was going to take a boat across that night to Kara. It was impossible. Now the cow was on its own. The island is desolate, it's not very big, only about three acres, practically all rock. Not a soul is on the island, just the house, the buyer and the cow, no dogs, no cats, nothing. The minister was very unhappy but he stayed in the farm, the old farmer put him and his wife up for the night. He passed a terrible, sleepless night because he was thinking on his wee cow in the island on its own, 
wandering alone with the cold and the wind, and it was going to cough. But anyway, morning came which it always does. And the minister was up bright and early. It was a beautiful day, the sea calm, the wind was gone, the rain gone, and there was hardly a wave to be seen. And he called his wife, he couldn't hurry quickly enough. They had a wee bit breakfast from the farmer and bade him goodbye, left the pony and trap for the farmer to take care of and hurried down across the road about 400 yards from the farm, through a wee field down to the boat. The minister got in the boat and his wife got in the back. They were just a young couple in their thirties, no children. He got into the oars and pulled the boat across as fast as he could. And, ark, the sea was as calm as the palm of your hand, not a wave, nothing. The sun was shining. He rowed across to Kara. And right where you land the boat is a wee place in the rocks, there's a few steps which go down to the Bruni's well, and water comes out of this rock face. The minister pulls in the boat, and there's a bolt in the wall, and a ring to tie up your boat. He tied the boat to the ring, couldn't hurry fast enough, helped his wife out of the boat, and the two of them hurried up the wee shingle path to the house. But before the minister went near the house he searched all around as far as he could see, looking for the cow. The cow was gone. He said to his wife, she's probably been blown over the rocks and carried away in the tide. Into the house the minister went. The wife made a cup of tea, and he was sitting down in his chair completely sad, and broken hearted because he loved this wee cow dearly. It was the only thing gave them milk on the wee island. They loved the solitude and peace, and quietness of this island, that's why they went there in the first place, because he could think about God, and his sermons. He was a good man, a really good man. He said to his wife, I'm really sorry, look what happened. Well, I'll take a wee walk and walk around the shoreside, see if I can find the carcass of her. She was probably carried away with the tide. But as he went outside he thought he'd have a last look in the byre where he used to tie the wee cow up at night time. He said, if I only had left her tied in the byre, she'd be safe. Now, he used to always fill a pail of water for the cow and carry it in, for there was no running water inside the wee byre. But before he had gone away Sunday morning, when he'd left the cow out on the grass, he had carried the pail outside. When he walked out the door of the house now, he looked at the door of the byre, the pail was gone. He said, I remember, I took the pail out and left it at the door when I let the cow out. There was nothing to do. He walked to the byre, opened the door and walked into the byre. There was the wee cow standing, a pail of water at her head, a beautiful heap of hay in the wee heck at her nose, and the bonniest wee calf you ever saw standing at her feet. And the chain was round her neck, she was tied up, tied up to the stool where he had always tied her before. The minister stood and looked. He was aghast. He ran into the house, called his wife. Come out, he said, I want to show you something. What is it, she said. Come here, come here. I want to show you something. Look, he said to his wife. He opened the door of the byre and showed her. There was the cow and there was the bonny wee calf standing at her feet. There was the pail of water and the hay in her wee heck at her nose, and the cow as healthy as could be and so was the calf. He turned round and told his wife, Look, there's only one explanation, he said, and you know as well as me, there was nobody on this island when me and you left. I know, she said to him, Angus, there was nobody here when we left. He said, there's only one person responsible for this. She says, I know. He says, that was the Bruni. And that man spent all his days on that island, till he became an old man when he retired to Camp Belltown. He believed, and he was a man of the cloth, nobody in the world could convince him otherwise.
It could not have been anybody but the Bruni who tied up his wee cow that night on the island of Kara. And that's the last of my wee story. The Bruni is a spirit that never dies. He can take any form if he wants to, but he comes in the form of the lonely old tramp with a ragged coat. A wee old tramp man, about five feet tall, with the wee white beard and the two blue eyes. The kindly old creature of a man who never insults, never hurts, is always looking for work and is always hungry. His famous meal, he loves a bowl of porridge and milk, or a bowl of soup. It's something that goes back many, many years, long before your time and mine, about the supernatural being who was cast down to take care of us, the humble folk.